Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. Wouldn't it be nice if you had your very own heavenly cheerleading squad heartening you, gently nudging you in the direction of life-affirming choices? Good news, listeners, you do. 
They're with you constantly, providing you guidance and surrounding you with love. You just need to be aware, and that, my friends, is not all that difficult to be. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. Where most teenagers are worrying about wearing the right lip color or following the right YouTube star, Courtney Amundsen is only worried about whether the messages she is astonishingly being delivered from the divine are reaching enough people. Courtney was only 16 when she began following in the footsteps of Esther Hicks, Jane Roberts, Edgar Cayce, and Jay-Z Knight as an extraordinary powerful channeler. The messages she received from the guides are compiled in her book, Teachings from God, Greeting Your Soul and Revealing the Divine Within, our topic for discussion. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you so very much for joining us. How are you being? Oh, I'm so happy to be here, and I have to say thank you for having me on the show because I just feel like, you know, we have a really good connection, and and, um, I'm just, I'm excited to meet you and to connect with your audience because I can feel that it's going to be helpful and and um, it's exciting for me to like find my tribe of people so thanks for having me it's like you are quite welcome it's exciting to me to find you so I am I am truly grateful you know your book is fascinating and it truly does clearly offer the reader a perspective of where we are in this entire cosmic landscape and how we can make the most of our time while we're here on Earth. So that our listeners are all up to speed, some probably have not read your book, would you give us an overview of how your journey with the guides actually began? Sure. Yeah, it's, you know, I never thought that this would be my path at all. I never thought that it would be. Um, My mom was interested in the Abraham Hicks material so it was kind of um in my awareness but I just I I didn't really listen to it until I was probably around 15 or 16 and so that's really the only um introduction I had specifically to channeling at the time um I've been spiritual, though, all my life, and I've always been yearning to find new answers to things about myself and about the world and just trying to find my path, my sole purpose, basically. And that was always my motivation and and goal in life, I remember, since I was very young. And um, so I kind of just followed, followed my instinct, followed my... Um, my heart and that led me down the music path for a while and then I got into Qigong healing which has been amazing an amazing thing for me and enlightened me in so many ways and um, taught me the healing power of myself and how we are our own greatest teachers and healers and um, 
and then the two kind of merged and I found as like you I I do um sound healing as well and um so you know just a lot of different spiritual aspects of me started to get awakened as I got older and I I started taking it all more seriously and then um I began listening to the Abraham Hicks material myself and listening to um, the secret and the law of attraction teachings, and I would spend my money on those books, and they were just so fascinating, and it got me really burning for just so many more questions, so many more um, things that I wanted to know. It was just almost frustrating because it seemed like, impossible things to um, get answers to and then um, and then one day March 12, 2012 everything clicked into place and I had an experience during my meditation where I made a connection with the that, that universal source energy and I realized that it had always been there with me I just didn't know it or I didn't um I didn't really put my finger on it specifically, but it was, I knew it was always with me, just being channeled in different ways. And um, at this point, the direct words were being channeled through me, through my fingers. I was, um, I started basically receiving teachings um, through the computer. I would put my hands down on the um, on the keyboard and my fingers would type and during this whole process, I would just feel this amazing, blissful, light, angelic feeling throughout my body, and it was so powerful and so loving and compassionate, and um, I just felt like I just had this amazing, like, wise best friend, (laughs) um, cosmic, you know, source just, like, always with me, and I just started asking every possible question I ever had in my entire life and I was getting answers and they were blowing me away so I kept documenting it and I would practice this for a couple hours every day and just immersed in it I would do anything and everything that this you know that the teachings were asking me to do and I deepened and and then I was told I needed to um, write a book with all of this. And so I started diligently working on it in addition to my schoolwork and, and music. And um, and that's how it started. And it's still kind of amazing to me because I'm learning from it just as much as I was in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's very Yeah. You know, it's funny because you're familiar with the with the Hicks teachings, so I'm going to presume that when you started to do this that it didn't scare you. But did you wonder ever, a lot of people do, am I making this up? Is this really real? Did that ever come into your sphere? Um, it did from my mind, but everything that I was feeling in my body was so validating that I couldn't dismiss it. I just couldn't. I, everything that I was feeling was giving me the answers. And, of course, I sometimes question with my mind, like, am I just making this up? Am I seeing this right? Am I feeling this right? But then, you know, I would have experiences that 
I knew just came to me. I would intuit things that I would never have been able to just know. Um, I started doing readings for people, and I would get information about them to help them. And I could never explain how it was so accurate. So I, you know, I did question, but then I Mm -hmm. learned how to trust, and I'm better at that now. And and you've only been doing this really for, for three years. Because you're 19 now and started at 16, yes? Yeah, I'm 20 now, um, so it's been okay. about it's been about four years, but um, it feels like longer. It feels like um, that was kind of the point where I started to really my experience heightened. But as I kind of said, I feel like I've been just channeling in different ways, and I think mm-hmm. any creative person any person really you know we we are all channelers of the divine it just comes through in different ways and the way that i'm doing it right now like through a book is a more direct type of communication but i consider it the same through music through art through um creative writing i think it's all somewhat the same well, I have to say that most people don't really start this journey until they're about 40 years old, so you're way ahead of the game. Uh, and it's funny to hear you say, I've thought this all my life, because you're 20, and, you know, and there's not a lot of time there that you are thinking about it, and yet there is, because when you get to mm-hmm. be 40 and you start thinking about it, you know, you start crunching it a little bit differently. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing gift that you have. And, and I believe everybody does have the, a gift of sorts if they just practice with it, but most people do not. You had the awareness and went with it. And of course, mm-hmm. with that, because it was familiar to your mom, your family was very accepting of this. So you didn't have any barriers, correct? Right. Yeah, I didn't. Within my immediate family, it was all very just natural for me. And I was able to express all of the stuff, you know, we would talk about this type of stuff at the dinner table like it was normal. So it was it was something that I eased into very naturally. Um, but, yeah, you know, I feel like this knowing, this sensitivity and awareness of the, I guess, the unseen world has been with me since, you know, my earliest memories, which I have an incredible like memory where I can remember things before I was two years old and in vivid detail. So it's weird stuff like that. And I think that's why for some reason, my um, concept of time is (laughs) everything feels like longer to me than it really is. You you came in with it all. That's why you're probably an old soul when you came in with it all. Yeah, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. Now to get to some of the things that are in your book, uh, one of the one of the uh, passages, I guess, the guides tell us, just being can be a great teaching to many. That is certain. I understand that. To me, it makes a whole lot of sense. If we all just pay attention to our own energy fields and just be our own essence, which for me is, is love. I think we're all made from love, and that's what we, we are to be. Then we are teaching by example, and hopefully others will learn. Now, you received these messages you know, just within the past four years. You knew what was being given to you, but do you agree with that, that it's, it's really just us being aware of our own energy fields and just being our authentic selves, if you will? 
Definitely, yes. So, you know, I really realized during this whole journey that everything that I was receiving was benefiting the universe at an energetic level and that even though um, it was necessary for me to put a book out there, it was more because we are humans with minds and we like to read, we like to understand from our mind, but everything um, is captured within the universal grid. So I knew that as I was delivering it, as it was coming out of me, that it was awakening the planet as well. And and um, I don't say that to sound like I'm the only one that does that because we are all doing that in our different ways. But mm-hmm. it was just me, me being conscious that this was an act of service and that I was being called to do this and... Um, and um, just awakening to that, a being that was benefiting. And so everything else was kind of like a bonus <laughs> in a way. You know, it's it's wonderful to hear you say this because you're aware at such a young age, people aren't. You know, there are people who, who probably never reached that level of awareness. So the fact that you knew that the energy was helping the universe, that doesn't sound... Uh, uh, you know, like, oh, aren't I wonderful? That doesn't sound that way at all because we all do that. We all do that every day. We're either helping the universe and raising consciousness or we're lowering it by being negative. And, and we know when we're one way or the other. But it's the awareness level of knowing it and trying to keep it so that you can shift your perspective. And we're human. We're going to have negative moments, but you can shift it quickly and go back to the positive. Your awareness kicked in so early. How do you know why that was, how how that was prompted? Was it reading or listening to the Esther Hicks readings and knowing that, okay, I've learned from this, or was it just something within you that, oh, I know I'm helping the universe? Because young people don't speak like that. Um, well, I think at an intellectual level, reading the Esther Hicks um, material and and then I and then I got into Lee Carroll's work and and the crayon teachings just like made me so emotional. I was like just the feeling of like spirit having such a love for humanity. It it really struck me and this was before I started actually delivering the teachings myself, but when I did, I found that same feeling that I felt with Lee Carroll's work with with the crayon teachings. I felt um, like there is this immense love for humanity. And I, every time I channeled, every time I meditated, I would have this confidence in the plan. I would have this confidence in my life and how I was part of the greater plan. And I'm talking on a humanity level and how each and every one of us are, just as special and unique that we are truly all helping the planet on the, at this like incredible scale that's we're, we're all co-creating this amazing experience. And I would always, I would see myself kind of rise up and um, I would merge into this space of oneness with everything and, it was a knowing that I had at that time when I started to have experiences. It was a knowing that I was um, 
that I was making a difference and by being aware of who I was was all that was necessary. And I would see um, the planet kind of um, illuminate with golden light and ripple. And this ripple effect was actually touching uh, many other human beings around the planet. It was like kind of like the domino effect, but with energy. And I, I would mm-hmm. see that happen, and then I would feel this, like, immense love kind of come back to me and give me more energy to stay true to myself, to stay authentic, to keep doing my work. And so I had to really support myself a lot and and continue to go back into that space when I felt unseen or discouraged or whatever it would be, and then I'd go back to that space, and I would just feel that everything is right, everything, I'm part of this plan, um, that I am seen at the larger level, I am seen, I am heard, I am known, and I think it's something that we all really need to find within ourselves, because being human makes us feel small, and we're so much bigger than we perceive ourselves to be. And from that larger perspective, man, you just feel like the greatest warrior ever lived. I mean, (laughs) it's really how we're perceived. (laughs) We're perceived as warriors. We're perceived as um, masters. And I never thought of it that way. I never saw myself or other human beings as masters. I would always visualize God or whatever that higher power was as bigger than me, as um, too powerful almost to identify with. And it's actually quite um, ironic because human beings are exceptionally powerful, exceptionally um, magical, and we're awakening to that again because we've forgotten. So this book can help us with that and know our true value, know our true light, know how we are creating that ripple effect and helping the world. And knowing how we're creating that ripple effect so that when it is a negative effect, because it can be, again, we can change the perspective to try to uplift ourselves to the positive so that it will be a greater ripple effect in a very good way. When, you know, I've I've spoken to a lot of authors before on this subject, and one of the things that came up once was, you know, human beings are limitless. If we knew all that we could do, we would totally astound ourselves. But we just don't, we don't see that. We don't, we give ourselves limitations on everything from birth to death. When when we're going to die, only 100 years? No, you can probably live a whole lot longer. We just have been told this is the life expectancy, so you get a little more, you're lucky, you get less, oh, sorry. You know, we are extremely limitless. Now, you knew all of this. You, you've known all of this from the time that, you know, you were 16. How did your friends and neighbors, classmates react to this, or did you did you not allow it to be really put out there at that point? I was really hesitant in the beginning because everything that I saw around me was judgment, whether it was a Mm -hmm. religion or um, politics or really any choices that you would make as an individual, especially at that age. And 
really, I guess everywhere, <laughs> you know, we're mm. judged for every single decision we make. And I was just very fearful that people would misunderstand me um, beyond my immediate family. So I was very, very selective about who I told it to because I knew the profundity of it. And I didn't want to get myself to a place in the beginning where I started to um, hold back or I started to... Mm-hmm. Um, not let myself experience because I knew how powerful and how expansive and how important it was. I knew that it was my sole purpose, but, and I, and I just didn't want anyone to discourage me. So I stayed pretty quiet. I, I remember telling one of my um, closer friends who I was guided to share it with and, um, I, she 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 supported me, but she was very. Um, she didn't quite get it. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. say that. And um, now to this day, I mean, she thinks it's really cool and and has shared it with other people. But definitely, I think people, anything that's outside of your um, awareness is usually not true or um, unbelievable. So people don't people don't listen um, very intently <laughs> because it does seem like something that is crazy to a lot of people. People that are in this arena, though, they understand, and they um, the people that have that have been asking the same questions that I have been asking are more susceptible to listening to my story. But I've always been very selective about who I talk to it with because. Um, I want to stay true to myself, of course, but I also want to be um, on the same vibration as who I'm talking with, so that I don't, I don't feel like it's a strained conversation. Right. Um, don't bring in but, the negativity. Good for you. I, I, well, I, I just, I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure your parents are proud of you, but so am I. Because good for you. It has to be hard at the age of 16, 17, 18. That's a very vulnerable time to want to share but not share and then you were guided to share and it didn't go over as well as maybe you had hoped it would because you were guided to but hey it got out there and she was supportive so that's cool too Mm -hmm. it's still hard now (laughs) still hard Mm -hmm. i i still sometimes um you know get nervous as i'm sending an email knowing that certain people are going to read it and i'm not quite comfortable with that Still, to this day, um, even though I know the power of it and I know what an impact it's having on so many people. So it's, it's a, you know, continual journey. And I think with mm-hmm. anything, you just have to continue to support yourself. Know that your truth is your truth. Not everyone is going to agree with you. And that doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you, um, you, you don't have to change. Mm-hmm. Just be who you are, you know, yeah. and, and if you can, if people are in their own comfort zone, you know, and they're not getting it, sometimes we're like the stepping stone and they hear it once and hear it twice and hear it another time. And then other times we actually are the catalyst and right. they've heard it a thousand times and somebody says it in a different way and it just clicks with them. Well, they needed all those stepping stones to get to the person who was going to be the catalyst. So that exactly. makes sense. So, 
yeah, when I'm working with people on, on, on a different level, I mean, I'm not channeling anybody, but when I'm working with people, sometimes I know this is, they've heard this before from me and it's okay. They'll hear it over and over again, but somebody will say it and it will click, but only because it's been said to them before. And I've, I've learned that, you know, the people who matter the most to you do not mind and they will support you. And those who do mind and don't support you, they don't matter. Right. They don't exactly. matter to you and what's going on with you. I mean, they matter to the universe, but, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to, to live that, though, when, when it involves friends or people that you think are friends. Um, yeah. One of the or things family. that came out of the, It's even harder with family yeah, because... That's true. You... Yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole journey and um I've just learned that it's just important to find the people that do um see on your level so that you can continue to support yourself and continue to do what you do um without fear. But the more that you trust in yourself, the more that you um continue on your path when you know it's right, the more you will attract um, people of the same vibration to you. And um, like you said, you lead by example. You lead by um, your own confidence. So even people that, you know, maybe your close friends or family that don't support you, it's usually coming out of fear, for example. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might see just simply a confidence or you're more carefree or you're less stressed out. And they might um, ignore you for a long time, and then, you know, years later, they might kind of realize that, hmm, like, she seems happier than everyone else. I wonder why. And then maybe they'll start asking you questions, and then, oh, so that's that's their story. I had no idea. Uh, you know, and then you might have touched somebody with your story, but you can't hold back. You have to. You have to always be truthful and honest. And um, even people that seem to not support you might just be acting like that, but they're actually curious. So <laughs> it's just important True. to be authentic. I think with anything. Yes. True to your own self, because that's your journey, and we all have a different one, you know. And to not compare with others, and to not judge others, and just to be on our own path doing what we need to do, harming none, you know, not bringing any hurt or pain to others, just being what you have to be and not worrying about what other people think. It's a hard thing to do, especially when you're young. It's a hard thing to do when you're older, trust me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yet we, right. we all have to do it. <laughs> uh, the, the guides are continually, in your book, the guides are continually referring to us humans on earth as light workers. And, and mm-hmm. I believe we all are. However, there are different schools of thought on this, and they include things like light workers are people who are either a, a, a psychic or a medium, a channeler such as yourself, or someone in the healing arts such as yourself or myself. I believe that we've all been light workers all along throughout history. Right. Or is it more that now at this time in history where Everyone is a light worker. I mean, we're, you're a light worker if you're just trying to raise consciousness, and people have been doing that, you know, throughout all time. And then there are other people who are very negative. But is it just that it's more prevalent now that people are accepting it that they refer to us as light workers? Because this is almost a new term, and I'm going to say a new term within the past 30 years. Right. You know, I I see the same way that you see in that I think that everyone that is on this planet is a light worker. Um, although I think, you know, there's a different 
a different level um, when you're talking about somebody that is aware and consciously um, trying to spread love and more light and heal the planet and um, be more conscious of themselves, knowing that they're connected to the, you know, the wholeness, the rest of the world, the rest of humanity, um, the rest of the universe. Knowing your connection to that grander plan, that grander source, makes your presence even more powerful. Um, and, you know, but in the grander scheme, I think we're all light workers. I mean, we all came to this planet for a reason. There's not one person here that was just plopped down because they were an extra. I mean, that's not how it works. So, you know, I'm not I'm not about labels. I'm not about, you know, oh, she's an indigo, she's a, you know, crystal child, right. she's a light worker. I mean, honestly, like what how are we labeling these things anymore? To me, that's just getting mm-hmm. to this like ultra spiritual level where we're dividing ourselves even more by doing that. So, that doesn't resonate with me. It's okay if it resonates with other people, but coming from someone who is has been called all of those things and I've realized that I've become more divided when I'm labeled like that. I just see I see everyone as a light worker. I see everyone um participating in this grander plan to um bring more light, healing, um consciousness, awareness to this planet. I think that's what we're all doing on a um deeper level. Some people don't know it. Some people aren't aware, like we are aware. But it doesn't mean that they're not serving a purpose. Um, so to answer your question, I think we're all light workers, And I, I think maybe this time is different than maybe 30 years ago because we have ascended, I mean, in a way. Our consciousness on this planet is going to be ever-evolving. It's never going to stop. We're never going to reach a point where it's all just perfect. We're going to be ever-ascending and ever-evolving. So I think consciousness has changed. More people are awake to their who they really are than they were before, which I think makes I, our presence even more powerful. And I agree with you. I think that everybody is a light worker in different capacities. You know, whether they know it or not, they're still a light worker. They just may not realize it. As you said, the awareness might not be there. But people are more and more working on themselves to learn to get to that spiritual place because there's a hunger for that. They are thirsty for that. And I believe that your book is a really wonderful introduction to someone to read that and say, oh, wow, okay, I'm, I'm understanding this because somewhere within you, you, you know this information. It's almost like you're presenting information that we all came in with and forgot about, and here it is. Now you remember. It's like a refresher yep. course, if you will. Yep, you it read totally it, you just is. know. Yep, it is. <laughs> yep, it, it, it is. Totally it really is. is. And Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. It, it absolutely is. So, you know, kudos to you for putting it out there. We are speaking with Courtney Amundsen, author of Teachings of God, Greeting Your Soul and Revealing the Divine Within. To learn more about her, please visit her website, www.teachingsfromgod.com. So go ahead and write that down now so you can check it out after the show. So, Courtney, uh, how long... Were you taking what period of time was it that you were that you were uh, transcribing these these messages before you actually turned it into a book? It was about 
two and a half years, I think. Um, I started it. I started all of this on March 12, 2012, and then I was writing my book proposals um, at the end of high school when I was 18. I was finishing everything up. I graduated six months early and dedicated um, that last semester to editing and um and writing my book proposals and getting all of that out there. So it was quite a journey and it was but also just like really exciting that I did most of it all on my own. So I know a lot about publishing now. <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot of it on your own. You did all of it on your own it seems to me and you did it in a relatively short period of time because sometimes it takes a whole lot longer than that for people to you know, go from writing the book and or taking notes and then doing an outline and writing the book and then going and getting it published. So kudos to you for that. Right. I had to, you know, I read the book from cover to cover so that I could develop questions for, for this interview. However, I really believe that it's written in a format such that someone could simply pick the book up, read a chapter or a message without having to read the book from cover to cover, because to me it's kind of like a guide that could almost be used as a daily, almost uh, read daily messages. They're, they're relatively mm-hmm. short. I think the longest one is like 10 pages long, and, you know, you can read 10 pages in a day really quickly. And it's a great way to start the day or end the day or to seek guidance throughout the day. Were the messages delivered to you for that purpose, or was it really up to you to determine how the book was going to flow, which chapter came first, second, third? Um, it was it was really written um, as I received it, so I didn't really um, switch too many chapters around. Most of it was in the order that I received it, but I was also told that there's no there's no need to read it chronologically. That everything that is in there um, can be picked up intuitively. So you can you know for me. Sometimes I will pick up the book and I will have an intention, something that I want to receive guidance about, and then I will um, I will just put my hand on the book and um, on on the top of the book and like do a short prayer or whatever, and then I will flip through the pages and then open up to um, a, a random page, and there will be my answer. Um, I did that a lot in the beginning. I don't do that as much now, but I have found that it's a very easy, effective, um, simple way to to go about it if you want to. But it's really up to the individual to to use it the way they um, feel is best for them. But it's something that you got to go slow with. And there's so, so, so much in there. it's, it takes time to really go into the deepest um, meaning of the teachings. There's so much beyond mm-hmm. the words, if you know what I mean, just mm-hmm. energetically. What I was integrating as I was channeling this, there was experiences that went with the words, things that I saw, visions that I um, saw and felt and knew. And, and all of this is captured Um, energetically in the book and so as you read this book you can tap into that same feeling that same knowing that same space that I was in that we're all connected to and it's timeless 
so it's it's really an alive book. It's really something that takes you places, and that's why I suggest people um, really sit with it and really have a conscious moment to go into it. Uh, you know, and I'm going to agree with you, and, and I'm going to say that I'm going to ask you: Were the visions that you that came with it, with the messages, were they visions of you and your life? Um, in the beginning, before I started to capture, um, before I started to document the teachings in the book, I had a period of probably about six months that was just personal information. Um, for my own self-evolvement. And during that period of time, I did a lot of traveling on a soul level. And so, yeah, it, it was personal. It was um, it was very much that. But when I started to um, ascend, deepen my spiritual connection to the divine, to my divine, I started to go into a more universal depth where I was connecting with a, um, well, with this this state of oneness beyond myself, beyond my um, soul, um, my soul evolution, my personal soul's evolution. And from that place, I did not see or feel or experience myself as separate from all of that. So it was more a collective um, a collective teaching, collective desire, collective understanding. So I was almost experiencing um, from Spirit's point of view as well as each and every one that would pick up my book point of view and how it would impact and um, how each of the teachings, each of the messages, each time I sat down and meditated, how it was um, forming into this collective consciousness and that was really powerful and I just felt it was it was so um, f- almost frustrating to me that it was it took so long in human time <laughs> to get this all together <laughs> because I just it was like it was blowing my mind at how powerful it was becoming and for so long, I was just sitting in my room doing this, and I knew at a more universal level how it was impacting people and the world, but I wasn't face-to-face with people being able to dialogue about it. So it's now kind of come full circle, and I'm starting to see the results, but, <laughs> you know. You answered one. You answered my next question, was which was, and you already answered this. I, I was going to ask you, do you believe, because I do, that when people read this book, they'll see their life experiences? Because I kind of thought yours was going to be your life experiences, and I believe this to be true. Because, and it wasn't until you were saying that that I got this. But I, as I said, I had to plow through the book. Okay, that's what I read a book a week for this show, so that I can interview the person well and know what I'm talking about. And even though I did that, I got a lot out of it. But I also know that I'm keeping it handy because there are times already that I have picked it up and turned to a page and said, yeah, okay, that's exactly what I needed right now. But it's interesting because I didn't, in plowing through it, I don't think I really saw visions of my life, but something happened, and I know it did, because this past Sunday when I finished the book, I went into my garage to to uh, break down boxes for recycle day 
And it took me an hour and a half to do that. And 15 minutes in, I knew that I was just in the moment. I was just in the moment doing these boxes. I wasn't thinking of anything else. I thought of nothing else. And I started to sob. And I sobbed for the next hour and 15 minutes, full-fledged on crying like I've never done before in my life. I'm not a crier. And, oh, my gosh, I, I, it was such a release. And I thought to myself, this is really weird. Why am I doing this? And I knew. And I, a couple of times I was almost like laughing, thinking, why am I doing this? I must need to release. Until you just said, and other people will things will be revealed. I think because I read it quickly, things were not revealed, but there was an awful lot of release that went on. This was the only book that I read. You know, I read one for the show. I can't read another one because I might ask questions about the other book and that just wouldn't make sense to, it wouldn't be fair to anybody. So I'm thinking it was because of this book. So much came out. So I believe that if somebody actually took the time and went through it more slowly, you would be able to see things and you maybe wouldn't have the breakdown that I had in your garage doing something right. stupid like breaking down boxes. That makes sense to you, right? Oh, definitely, because this was a personal journey for me. I evolved just <laughs> an incredible amount. I can't even comprehend to you the difference. Um, I can't even comprehend I can't remember myself at 16 or really before that how I was. Um, it's interesting because I've just I've grown so much and I've learned so much that I've forgotten. Um, I've forgotten how I used to be, and mm-hmm. I I went on a journey because I had I had the motivation, I had the yearning to to go deep. And that was my intention. And so, you know, I, I really devoted all of my time and attention to myself. And I think when you do that, that's what you're met with. When you're serious about something, you know, you're given the opportunity to go deeper. And that's yes. exactly how this book came about. I was really serious about this. I was really yes. motivated to learn. And not just about not just to seek information outside of myself, but to really go deep within myself. And I did. I really did. And I had releases like that a million times, sometimes multiple times a day. And it would just hit you hard, and there's no way of avoiding it. But it was almost like it felt really good because mm-hmm. I knew that I was evolving as I was doing that. I, it was almost like okay, I might be crying right now, but it's actually releasing, which is actually a celebration, which is actually really fun because now I get how this works. I get that I'm setting myself up for this experience because I'm working on myself or because I had awareness in this moment. And so that was really amazing because I felt like I was getting instant feedback as I was progressing. Mm -hmm. And everyone can have that experience on their own. But you have to yes. you have to get past the mind. So as you're reading this book, don't be thinking that I'm the author of this book. Don't be thinking I wrote this book. Be thinking this is a book that was given to you. This is a book that was um, written from your higher self. Be thinking from that point of view because what this is all about is your personal connection to the divine. That's what it is. That's, that's what makes us strong. That's what makes it a well, personal experience. It does come through that way because as you read it, you know that 
this is transcribed by someone but not authored by someone. This is yeah. you're being given the gift of these words so that you can learn from it. It is definitely it definitely came through at least to me and I think it will to everyone that wow, I'm getting a lot of information here that I would not get from another source and it is all good and solid and from, you know, from the universe I'm getting information to teach me and so I will learn even though I had to read it quickly. I, I did get that feeling, and it just came through. There is an energy to this book. It is a, it is a book that will take you on a journey. Now, I wasn't able to do it slowly, but the instance in the garage led me to believe something's happening here, and I didn't know what until just a few minutes ago. So right. now I know, I believe, it was from this book. And I will go through it again. I will read it again more slowly. I think it's that valuable. I think the information is valuable. Just as you said, after it was published, you'd put your hands over it and, and go in for, for guidance or whatever. Even you did that, and you took the transcription and grew a lot from all that because you were right. getting it, transcribing it, editing it. You read it a million times, and yet you're still doing it again. Uh, right. I have one, one final question for you before we go off air. In speaking about free will, Okay, the guide stated that we hear your every prayer. They are answered when you choose they are to be answered. Okay, I think I get what they're saying. Is that that we have to let go so our prayers can be answered because it is only within us that the flow stops and starts, that we control that flow by our thoughts of want, which creates resistance? Is, is that fair to say? Yes. Pretty much, and I think words get us hooked up on, on how this works because basically at a vibrational level, when we are in the flow, when we, are, um, when, when we don't have resistance, that's when we are able to receive. That's when we're able to um, receive guidance from our higher self and from the universe. Um, read that part again. I'm. Uh, oh, what they said. The guide said yeah. that we hear your every prayer. They are answered when you choose. They are to be answered. Right. Okay. So, basically, that means that we're guiding our own process. That mm-hmm. through free will is how we connect to the divine. How we deepen our spiritual connection. As a human being, we have we have free will, which means that we can't know everything. We can't. Um, know who we truly are unless we ask for that, unless we have a yearning to go there. And that's to protect us. That's to um, keep the game fun. You know, if we knew everything, then there would be no point of being human. So there's free will. We have to ask for what we desire. And for me, that's where, the you know, being um, – Having a personal connection with the divine is so important. Building that relationship is so important. From there, that's when you start to see that you are the one creating your life. You can give yourself guidance along the way. You can intuit things and understand that you're creating the the spiritual quest in a way. The more you're devoted to yourself, the more is revealed to you. The deeper your connection gets, the more information comes to you. The more you see the magic around you, the more you see the power of you. The more you see that you're beyond your human structure. So that's how it works. And 
it just shows you that you have to be devoted to yourself. You have to be devoted to your own evolution to truly see the truth, to get clearer and clearer and clearer. You know, you write and you speak so beautifully, and and I'm sorry that we're near the top of the hour to tell you the truth. (laughs) Uh, This has been a a boatload of fun for me, and I think it has for everybody else. Is there another book in the works, by the way? I'm curious about that. Um, There isn't right now. There isn't right now. Um, But I do hope there will be because I so enjoyed the first one, and I would love to make another one. So I'm just allowing it to come when it's going to come. Yep, and good for you, you know. Uh, Since we're at the top of the hour, would you please tell our listeners before we go off air how they can learn more about you and where they may purchase your book, Teachings from God, Greeting Your Soul and Revealing the Divine Within? Sure. Well, you can go to my website, which is teachingsfromgod.com, and you can find my book there. There's a store tab. You can buy my book there. And... um, You can also go on Amazon and find it on there if you want to. um, If you want to leave me a review, um, that would be awesome. But Mm -hmm. I have, um, I also have a lot of different uh, social media links on my website, so you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. So I'm on everything. And that's not a surprise. I'm not on much because, oh, my God, it's just, you know. (laughs) But, oh, my goodness, this has been a great interview. Courtney, thank you so very much. I I so much appreciate you being on air with us. This has been very enlightening. Uh, You know, the the queue is lit up, and uh, people are ecstatic that you're, you're joining us. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you for having me, and thank you to everyone who's listening. And, um... I will hopefully talk to you soon. (laughs) You will. Don't hang up. I'm going to talk to you in just a few seconds, okay? (laughs) Oh, okay, sure. So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. <laughs>